أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فرحين بما آتاهم الله من فضله ويستبشرون بالذين لم يلحقوا بهم من خلفهم ألا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Quran Weekly. This is your brother Umar Sulaiman. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. So one of the most difficult things that a person would deal with in his life, and it's almost the inevitable, is that a person would have to see his own mother, his own father, sometimes his own spouse, sometimes his own child, sometimes the uncle that was always around, sometimes the aunt that was always around, sometimes grandpa, sometimes grandma, being buried six feet under, and would witness that, and, and most of the time would be at a complete loss of words. And subhanAllah, had it not been for Islam, in truth, many of us at those moments would wish to be in their places, and many of us at those moments would wish that we could just die and that our lives could end at that moment because of the intense grief that we're feeling. And you know, there's really no way of getting around it. Marwan ibn Abdul Malik, uh, one of the khulafa, he once had a dream that he saw all of his teeth fall out. So he called the dream interpreter to try to, to explain to him what this dream was. So the dream interpre- interpreter said to him, he said that that means that you, all of your family members are going to die. Because in dream interpretation, if you see your teeth falling out, that means, that that means a family member will die. So he says that means all, of your, all your family members are going to die. So he had that man punished and he, and he had him taken away. And then he brought another dream interpreter because he didn't like that interpretation. So another dream interpreter comes and he tells him, Abshir, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, you know, this is good news, glad tidings, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, O commander of the believers. You are going to outlive everyone in your family. So he got all happy and he started to go get some sweets and he said, treat this man with some generosity, treat this man with some benevolence because he gave him the interpretation that he wanted. But in essence, they were the exact same thing. And what that means is that unless you, know, there, unless you die first, you are going to live to see each and every single one of your family members pass away. And how do you deal with those moments? And how do you deal with that grief? And how do you deal with that sadness? And subhanAllah, you know, I, I truly wanted to reflect on an incident of one of the great Sahaba, Abdullah ibn Abbas, ta'ala anhu, the scholar of this ummah, when his father, Al-Abbas, ta'ala anhu, passed away. And you know, usually at those moments, whenever you lose someone that you love, you really don't feel like hearing anything from anybody. You really don't feel like attending any gatherings. You really don't feel like having people come and give you their advice, unless they've been through something similar recently, because otherwise you're like, you know, inside you're, you're saying to yourself, you really don't know what I'm going through right now, as much as you insist upon it. You know, and, and, and so you really just kind of want to be left alone. But sometimes there are a few words, having experienced this myself when my mother passed away, rahmatullah alayha, when someone came to me and I know that and I knew that or I was aware that his parent had passed away or one of his parents had passed away, you know, in, in recent times, I truly valued their advice. Now Abdullah ibn Abbas has a Bedouin come to him, an Arabi man. So he's not a scholar, he's not one of the eloquent Sahaba, he's just some Arabi man, some Bedouin man. And he says these beautiful words to Abdullah ibn Abbas ta'ala anhu. And he says, خَيْرٌ مِنَ الْعَبَّاسِ أَجْرُكَ بَعْدَهِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ مِنْكَ لِلْعَبَّاسِ Allahu Akbar. He says, it is better for you than Al-Abbas, the reward that you will have for the patience that you're showing at the time of his death. And Allah is better for Al-Abbas than you. Think about that for a moment. The reward is better for you than having your father. 
and Allah is better for your father than you. So especially when a person dies in their righteousness, and of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the final call, we can't make that judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide uh, what will happen to them and what, be, what will be their fate. But especially when a righteous person dies, of course you would take, you would take some, you know, some form of comfort, you would have some form of comfort and contentment, knowing that inshallah ta'ala, things are, you know, they're in a better place right now. And I know that sounds taboo because we say that all the time, in a better place, they're in a better place. But usually when people say that, it's, it's just lip service. But truly when you see a righteous person die, and especially if it was someone that's close to you, what is the situation that they're in? What is the situation that you're in? And many times when people pass away, we, we try to do things that are actually very selfish in their nature. You know, we try to fulfill all of our cultural obligations regardless of, you know, regardless of whether or not they're based in the sunnah. We try to do, you know, we try to have all these gatherings. We try to make sure that everyone else is satisfied with the proceedings. We try to make sure we fulfill all of the formalities. We try to make sure that we build, you know, nice, nice monuments or nice tombstones on top of the graves. We try to make sure that we, you know, we have the best food at whatever it is that we're doing. We try to do things that in reality aren't good for the person that passed away, but they actually make us feel a little bit better about the tragedy, right? And it's as if we're trying to dunyify death. You know, and one of the, the most terrific things I've ever seen in my life, I remember there was a young girl that passed away, and one of her parents was Muslim. She was a four-year-old. One of her parents was Muslim, and another of her parents was not Muslim. So the ceremony actually was, was very un-Islamic in its nature. And they took her and they embalmed her, Right, and she 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 passed away in a car accident, and they tried to they tried to make her look full, you know. They tried to to cover up the wounds. They put her in a pretty dress. They even put makeup on her, and they put, forced a smile on her face. And it was one of the most disturbing things that I had ever seen in my life. Why? Because, Subhanallah, is it really benefiting her, or is this just to make you feel better about it? Right. So, and many times we're very selfish with these things because instead of thinking about what benefits the dead. And what is going to benefit me? What lesson can I take from this? And what can I do to make things better for that person and better for me? It's all about making ourselves feel better about the whole situation, making, you know, dunyifying the whole, the, the whole, you know, period of death and everything that surrounds all the rituals and so on and so forth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the righteous. فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِ Allah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them their bounty, they've seen their share, and they're pleased with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them from His bounty. وَيَسْتَبِشِرُونَ بِالَّذِينَ لَمْ يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ مِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ And they're rejoicing, they're rejoicing at the names of the people that will soon join them. SubhanAllah, they're having their party, they're coming together, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows the souls, the righteous souls, to meet with one another in Al-Barzakh, to meet with one another and to congratulate one another and to visit each other's graves. And you know what? They're waiting for the righteous that have not yet followed. And subhanAllah, think about what Islam gives us here. You know, when I think about someone that I've loved and someone that I know is a righteous person, if I ever thought to myself that there was no chance that I, that I would ever see my mother again, then that would be something that would truly kill me on the inside. But because Allah gives me some hope, the sunnah gives me some hope here, that you know what, if I die tonight, I love the Prophet ﷺ, if I'm righteous, inshaAllah ta'ala, I might see the Prophet ﷺ tonight. I might see my mother again tonight. There's a chance of being reunited in Al-Barzakh. And the Prophet ﷺ, he gives us this hope in, Abu, in a narration from Abu Hurairah, it's an authentic narration in Sunan al-Nasa'i, talking about how the believers receive the soul after he passes away if it was a righteous soul. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he says, "Yatuna bihi arwah al-mu'minin," that the souls of the believers come to receive him. 
وَلَهُمْ أَشَدُّ فَرَحًا بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدِكُمْ بِغَائِبِهِ Beautiful narration. And they are more pleased at receiving him. The reception that they're giving that, that righteous soul is more than the reception that you would give to your closest family member after they've been gone for a long time. You know, when you're at the airport and you're at the departures and you're at the arrivals, it's a totally different atmosphere. At the arrivals, when the people are coming back and the love that's being shown and you could see people hugging and laughing and in such joy after seeing their loved ones, then you go right downstairs or, or rather you go upstairs to departures and you see the complete opposite. People crying because people are leaving each other and people are departing from one another. So in reality, I want to be with the righteous that passed away and I have to take a lesson from that death and the way that I condolence myself is by doing the things that I know will benefit them. And alhamdulillah, once again, Islam gives us hope. We can give sadaqa jariyah. We can give a continuous charity on their behalf. We can, we can make dua for them. We can spread beneficial knowledge for them. Right? Rasulullah gave us these methods and he gave us things to do that could benefit them. And at the same time, we could know that we're actually contributing, inshallah ta'ala, to their success in the hereafter, inshallah, whenever we do these things. And this is the way we need to think when a person passes away. When Sa'ad radiallahu anhu asked the Prophet sallallahu for advice, when the Prophet asked Sa'ad, what do you think your mother would want? What do you think your mother would want if she could talk? And listen to what Sa'ad said. وَأَظُنُّهَا لَوْ تَكَلَّمَتْ لَتَصَدَّقَتْ And I think, had she been able to speak, she would have given charity. And so we have to look at the things that the Prophet ﷺ did and the companions did when they lost their loved ones to grant themselves, to, to give themselves comfort and at the same time, at the same time contribute towards the comfort of their loved ones. And if we do anything else and if we start going through all these different traditions so that we can fulfill certain formalities and we can fulfill certain cultural things, whether or not they're innovations or not, whether or not, you know, you know, and we start trying to find loopholes here and there, and we start trying to do things that, that make the grave look nice, rather than putting that money towards charity, in reality, we're dunyifying that death. And at the same time, when we do things other than what the Prophet ﷺ did, other than what the companions did, then we're actually saying that we love our spouses when they pass away more than the Prophet ﷺ loved Khadija ﷺ, because he did not do half the things that we see being done in Muslim cultures today. That we love our fathers more than Abdullah ibn Abbas loved Al-Abbas ﷺ. That we love you know, our children more than Rasulullah loved Ruqayya and Umm Kulthum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them. Right? We're, we're making that statement with our actions. Instead, let's do the things that benefit them and let's do let's take a reminder let's heed the reminder and let's try to let's seek the help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah can reunite us with them and once we have that reassurance inshallah ta'ala you know dealing with that death although it will never be easy will be much easier inshallah ta'ala jazakumullahu khairan ala husni istima'akum aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi lakum wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Quran Weekly. So do yourself a favor, if you benefited from this video, go ahead and like it and share it on your Facebook and Twitter. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, as is narrated in Sahih Muslim, man sanna fil islami sunnatan hasana, falahu ajru wa ajru man amala biha, that whoever does something good, inshaAllah ta'ala, and starts it, or shares it, and other people follow, then he will get the reward that he has, and of course the reward of anyone who followed him in that, inshaAllah. So if someone else benefits from this, you get the same reward as the presenter, inshaAllah, and the same reward as the producer. So go ahead and like it, love it, share it. Jazakumullah khairan, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.